You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. I want you to understand that this is not a prophetic word. This is a blueprint that the Lord has given us for us. So, uh, you know, I was gone on sabbatical last week and I appreciate you guys praying for me and I will uh, share some of it, but a lot of it will come in the weeks to come because like I said, this is a plan. So let's pray. Uh, Father, I just thank you for the plan that you have for us. And it says that it's a plan for hope in a future. And God, we know that the hope in the future is for the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. God, as we sit here, we know that our salvation is secure, that eternity is before us. So between now and then, the race that we're going to run is going to be for the kingdom and for your glory to be seen on this earth. It says that the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. And that is our passion. That is our vision. That is what we focus on, Lord. So the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. That every knee will bow at the name of Jesus Christ. God, our heart and our vision is that people will have such an encounter with you that they will be changed dramatically. And the change won't be like a seed falling on shallow ground. It will be a seed that falls into the depth of their spirit and is nurtured and grown and brought up to fruition in identity, in purpose, and in the plans that you have for them. So God, do what you do with our hearts. Do what you do with the plans that you have for us. God, Jesus. God, I just thank you that we are positioned in a place, in a time, in a season where there will be 
a falling away of demonic strongholds. That there will be a crushing of the enemy's head that has risen up against a generation of every age, newborn to 100 plus. The enemy has picked a specific way to try to bring down, destroy, confuse, disillusion a generation. And we will not stand for that to happen. We will stand as your shield and your protector over a generation. We will answer the call that you are giving us in this hour. And we will do it with the resilience and the raging fire that you have put within us. So God, we just thank you. And as Wesley said, set us on fire so they'll come to watch us burn. Let them see the power and the presence of the living God. Through us, in us, and to the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. I'm going to try not to cry, but it's apparently a little teary up here. So God has an assignment for us. I was, like I said, I was on sabbatical and um, it was uh, pretty awesome. Um, I do it every year. I've done it for many, many years and every year it's different. You know, every year I go, I used to go with all these plans and now I go like, whatever. <laughs> sometimes I take a nap. Sometimes I don't sleep at all. I just never know what God's going to do. But this year, I asked something different of the Lord. I asked the Lord, I, I went out of numbers because this is one of my favorite scriptures. When the Lord says, I speak to Moses face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And that's what I asked the Lord. I asked the Lord to speak to me plainly, to speak to me face to face clearly where I could hear and see and understand and not try to have to figure it out. And he did. He did. He spoke to me in dreams. He spoke to me in visions. He just spoke to me. And, uh, but what he spoke about was the plans that he has for us as a body, as our web church family. And he gave us a blueprint. He gave me a blueprint. And there is a lot to it. It was very hard to, as Chuck says, when I came home, I was like, I call, sometimes I call him twice a day. Because there's just so much that God was showing me and, and instructing me in. Um, and so today's kind of an overview. And we will go through this process for months, probably years, as God does what he's going to do. And um, it's going to be good. And it is just the bigness of it is uh, daunting. But God is with us. This is what he told me. He said, there will be a movement birthed out of the gathering. Books will be written about it. History will remember this movement. Um, even as this morning, thinking about saying that, I was like, do you want me to say all of that or should I just edit it? <laughs> I try not to edit him, but sometimes he scares me and I just only want the small bite. <laughs> but... It's daunting. It's scary, but it's good. He said, people will hear by word of mouth. They will come because they've heard it through the grapevine. 
And of course, the raisins jumped up and started dancing for me. And for some of you, you know what that is. For some of you, you'll be like, what? We'll show you videos of old school raisins dancing later. It says, they will rise up and the righteousness will be released in the atmosphere. This move in the hearts of the people are preparing for the things to come of the kingdom. And then he said again, the people will rise up. They will not be silent. They will be the driving force to stop evil from permeating the sphere of influence they're responsible for. So that is our word. That is our word. And uh, that is not my word. That is our word. And if you're part of the gathering family and community, that is your word. He's talking to you. He's talking to us. He's talking to me. And, you know, it's funny because you think uh, we're a small little church. And you're thinking, okay, God. But, you know, we know the stories of Azusa. You know, we know the stories of uh, them, the Kentucky Revival where they just preached in a tent and uh, they had them shaking all over the place. The Quakers were quaking, right? So it's funny that God chooses a small mustard seed like us to become a large, the largest tree that people can bring, get life out of. So, so let me just kind of talk about what he's showing me. And like I said, we're going to talk about a, a few things today, but this is going to be, we're going to talk about this for a while. So hang on, hang on. Uh, he said to me, and this is a personal thing, so I'm going to share what it is. What began in 1999 will grow into a worldwide movement. Do not worry about the details. So in 1999, God gave me a vision, which some of you have heard this before, about people gathering and worshiping, worshiping the Lord and the Lord manifesting and healing, delivering people, encountering the God, people being changed. And in the vision, there were cars that would just stop and people would get out and come in. This is 1999. So that's 24 years ago. And it's been demonstrated in a lot of different ways, but certainly not at the capacity in which he showed me. And not just some were healed, all were healed. So, uh, you know, God's put a big uh, diamond in our hand. And he's going to show us all the different facets of what it's going to look like. He said, the hearts of the people drawn to the gathering will be the game changers for the kingdom. And uh, as I was talking to Karen a little bit about this morning, I know we're not the only one that is stoking the fire of the Lord in the assignment which, we, which he's given them. So I know that there are fires being started across the world that will merge together in one holy fire. So, uh, so just keep that in mind. Whew. So there's some specific areas that he's talking about. And like I said, we won't be, it won't be all inclusive today just because we don't have time. Uh, we would need a lot of time because I don't actually, I mean, I have 
a lot of it, but as we go, there will be more unfolded, right? And you guys will get things about this that I know you're going to send me. We're going to talk about as we have these fellowships, as we do things together, you're going to let me know what God is saying to you. But he said, a restructuring is happening, if you will. It's a season of growth. And I said, do you want to share the details? Because I, I love the details. And he said, it's a season of growth, both physically and spiritually. And this week, probably for the next few weeks, I'm going to send you like a little bullet point to be kind of praying into. Uh, but I would encourage you to take notes. And this is always online. It's on audio and it's on uh, video. I would encourage you to go back and listen to it, too, because as you hear it again, you'll pick up different things that I might not have even thought was a thing in the notes. But it's a thing to you. Because all of us are involved in what is going to occur. All of us. All of us. Whew. Yeah, it's kind of a reformation. I don't know what it is. You know, I'd love to put a label on it, but what God said is you're birthing a movement. That's, that is the, the bigness of it. But did he call it a revival? No. Did he call it a reformation? No. He just said it's a movement that's coming from him through us. So the, the foundation of this movement is going to be birthed out of worship. And, you know, we, we talk about worship in, in terms of song, but worship is in terms of a lifestyle. It's everything we do is worship unto the Lord. And what God is going to do is each one of us are going to have a, a refining process with the Lord personally that will be a fire that will be released for us corporately. Whatever is happening is going to be personal that will flame the fire corporately. We will not, uh, I'm going to try not to use those double negatives like I did last week. But what I want you to understand is this is a holy sacrifice that is going to be made by all of us. And though I say it as if it is, I'm going to tell you it is. God is moving in a sovereign way along with a will way, but he's going to do things that will bend our will toward him where we think, oh, there's no way, God, there's no way I could do this. There's no way I can do that. I know that she's calling us to do this, but there's no way I can do this. He's going to bend it and shape it. And you're going to be able to do what he's called us to do. So you're not going to have to worry about how in the world am I going to do that? Because God already has it figured out for you. The harder you resist will be the challenge for you. The more you say, God, whatever you want, that's what I want in this movement. Then he will work it out. He will move people. He will have people cancel appointments. Uh, Matt talked about last week that the Lord gave him a word to keep his calendar clear. I had shared that about a month ago. The Lord, I kept trying to plan for 2023 and the Lord said, do not do it. Do not do it. You leave that calendar open. And that's what God is doing. He's going to end up erasing, canceling, uh, removing so that you have free time in order to do your part of this refining 
process that is going to be the fiery uh, ignition for our church. This will not be done by me alone. It will be done by all of us. I sound like your mother. It will be. You know, my mom used to say to us all the time, she says, I'm going to let you unload the dishwasher like it was a privilege. And we were like, oh, we get to unload the dishwasher until we got older. And then we're like, wait a minute. That's what I'm, God's going to let us birth a movement. And we're so excited. But when we realize what we're going to have to do to birth that movement, we're going to need his interaction, his intervention in order for us to birth a movement that he has for us. And I'm telling you guys, I am shaking because I know, like I said, this is not a prophetic word. This is a mandate from God that he's given us. He is going to transform us, not only spiritually, but physically. And there is a fire that God is going to continue to release. Matt's going to demonstrate it. (laughs) But there is a fire and the fire I want you to know it can't be mentally stirred up by us. It's a cry of our hearts. The Holy Spirit set me on fire. Holy Spirit, stir up the fire within me. Holy Spirit, I'm not hot enough. You're going to have to increase it. They're going to have to turn the air on in a minute because I... God, you just got to increase the fire on me. It's something we're going to have to contend for. It's something we're going to have to flame. We're going to have to fan it. We're going to have to say, God, I need more of your fire. And that's going to be a big part of what's going to happen here. People come in since the day we opened the door. People used to come in. They always come in and say, I feel the presence of God. Now they're going to say, I feel the presence of God and fire when they come in this house. And that fire is going to burn away what is holding on to them that's keeping them from seeing the beauty of the Lord and what he has for them. Whew. When I was watching them, uh, somebody, Macy's Day Parade, they had uh, baton twirls that had fire on it. And I was like, fire. Now, I'm not going to invite that into the house. I don't care how good you were 40 years ago. It ain't happening. But I am telling you that that is people. I could see the fire being thrown up in the air. People are going to see the fire that is on you. They're going to see the holy fire that is captured in this house. So it's it's going to shift. It's going to shift. He is going to move us into a different building. And that's just a tangible thing. I know he's going to do. We were supposed to move at the end of the year. That didn't work out. And that's fine because God is going to physically move us into a house that can house a greater uh, growth that God has for us. And part of that greater growth uh, is going to be the school we've been talking about. It's going to be the MII. We're going to have multiple classes in person, online. Uh, Our apostolic center of leaders and training and bringing up leaders is going to grow. Uh, I saw a studio where we are going to be able to telecast at any time across the world. Pastor Jim was talking about really being called to Pakistan right now through the airways. But I saw a studio being able to do all kinds of things to reach people. Uh, But the other, uh, the financial shifting was a part of it, which will, like I said, as we go, we're going to get into this, but the teens was a big part of it. 
I had a dream about them, and I will preach on on the upcoming youth. Um, but I had a dream about them, and I'm not going to share the whole dream now. But the bottom line of the dream was they all had mics in their hand. And uh, I asked the Lord, what were the mics for? And he said, that generation has a voice, and they need to be heard. And we're going to be a house that's going to give voice to a generation that no one can hear. And uh, whew. I feel like that is one of our biggest callings right now. Um, and I'll just tell this at our prophetic night, and I'll talk about it again in a minute. At our prophetic night, this past prophetic night, we had 59 people here getting a prophetic word. But we also had seven uh, teens between the ages of 13 and 14. And I reached out to the, the person who brought them because I wanted their names so we can start praying. To me, they are a symbol of what's going on. And she sent me a thing and she said, pray for them. They're into vaping. They're into drugs. They're skipping school, not passing eighth grade. Pray for them. They need to encounter the Lord. And I watched as we gave them words of identity and future and that type of thing over them the other day. And I realized um, that there's a whole generation that are kind of caught in the vortex of nothingness. They don't really have an identity. They don't really have a voice. Everything they do is through an electronic, you know, Instagram, TikTok. Talk, you know, uh, what's the other one uh, that disappears after a couple of Snapchat? Uh, you know, they're all they're caught in a virtual reality that has nothing to do with the reality that's going to hit them when they hit 18, 20, 21, 25. So anyhow, I feel like that is a big part of what God's given us. So that's kind of big things that we're going to look for, tangible things that we'll see. But the other part is a spiritual part. And the Lord told me to study the Gospels uh, of Jesus when he was in the, uh, the region of Galilee. All that Capernaum, all of that. And I've started studying that and we'll preach on that as we go. But he said, as we study it and as I unfold the revelation from it, it will show you aspects of what is to come. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not there yet. But uh, if you get a chance, start, you know, studying the Gospels in that region, the Galilean region, and just see what happened. Because that's what we're going to press into a little bit. Uh, like I said, some of this stuff is not going to make any sense to you. Honestly, a lot of it doesn't make any sense to me, but it will make sense to us as we go. So the spiritual side of it. Uh, like I said, this is going to be birthed on a foundation of being a living sacrifice for the Lord. To being a, everything we do is done out of our worship unto him. Everything. And there are things that we do that aren't done out of our worship to him. So he's going to fix that. He's going to help us. He's going to voluntold us, as Gene likes to say. I've been voluntold. We're going to do some fasting in the coming months. In February, we're going to go through a fasting time, so get ready. Uh, but I don't feel like it's just a fast, oh, I'm going to give up bananas for two weeks, three weeks, whatever. I feel like God is going to break 
off. He's going to destroy. He's going to bring wholeness through the fastings that we do. He's going to bring words out of the body that will help move us forward in the next steps. Uh, these are going to be steps by steps. He's given us kind of a big picture down there, but we don't know what it looks like to get from where we are today, the 15th of January to whatever that date is way down there. I don't have any idea. So he's going to give us steps to step, step by steps, but those step by steps will be revealed as we step. Okay. So, phew. Fasting, you know, prayer vigils. We're going to do some stuff like that. We're going to do some soaking stuff. Um, there's going to be some dynamic change in worship, which we'll talk about, like I said, later. But I want to talk about a couple of different things. Matt preached last week on, uh, are you ready to be broken? And there were a couple of phrases in there that I just want to share with us. And then I'm going to talk about it a little bit. He says, um, Um, uh, that's why it's a sacrifice of praise and worship. And I'm not going to go through what he was talking about behind that. You can go listen to it. But, and it says, my challenge to you is, am I ready to be broken in 2023? Breaking is not about destroying or harming. It's about worship. Breaking brings power of the Holy Spirit, strength from heaven, unshakable faith, and genuine intimacy with your Father. And remember, I told you, I felt like the new wineskin for this coming season is intimacy. Because out of intimacy comes everything. This isn't an invitation of comfort and ease. It's a call to surrender and sacrifice. Breaking is the truest form of worship. But rest assured, the breaking of the costly gifts, which he was talking about Mary breaking the... Uh, alabaster will bring the greatest reward and the greatest return. God is asking us for a sacrificial ongoing offering unto him to accomplish this birthing. It says the Lord, he, there's one other phrase I want to read. He said, the Lord is ready to take you to new levels and heights, which we've been talking about for a year. But it requires to lay down your reservations and your hesitation. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge of all of us. To lay down our reservations and our hesitations. Because the way we've done it in the past, whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago, is the way that has been ingrained within us. And God is going to break some of those things off. He's going to make us not only a living sacrifice for him, but he's going to make us so flexible that at the breath of his word, we will react. We won't go through the debate. Oh, Lord, I've got, you know, three meetings and a lunch. And no, as soon as he breathes, we will be on it. And that's what God is calling us to do, to be so pliable, so flexible. So he told me, uh, he told me that the birthing will require a change to what you're doing. It will require you to change your priorities. It will even change your taste and your appetite toward things. Uh, my daughter's 12 weeks pregnant, and I was talking to her when I was coming home and from my sabbatical, and she said, um, you know, I love coffee, and all I want is a big, hot cup of coffee. She said, but all I can drink is a refreshing lemonade every single day. 
And so she, so God just changed her, you know, her hormones, whatever, changed her taste. There's a, but God is going to shift that for us where we may have a desire or an appetite for something or even a pattern of something. But in order for us to get in a flexible state, he's going to change that. When I was on the sabbatical, I got up and uh, I just, you know, I kept the room dark and just worshiped and prayed in the spirit for a while. And, you know, God just started talking to me. I was like, oh, that's awesome. The next morning I did it. You know, I continued doing it. God's talking. I get home and I was going to go back to the way I used to do it. And God was like, no, you leave the lights off. You just pray and worship. And uh, we're just going to do it a different way. I'm like, okay. But, you know, when you go sit in your little comfy chair where I sit with my coffee, there is something that is a habit. I do something a certain way. And it takes that nudging of the Holy Spirit to remind me we're not going to do that anymore. We, we may go back to it later, but right now we're going to do something different. And, you, and I, I had to say, okay, God, God is saying right now you're going to do something different. And he's looking for your okay. And I'm telling you, if he doesn't get your okay, he will wrestle you until you say okay. I'm telling you, this is not going to be an optional thing. And I told Karen this morning, I said, I don't know, but I just keep feeling like if you want it to be optional, you're, in, you're not going to end up staying here. Because you won't be able to stand the pressure of the Lord calling you into an assignment that he has for you. So, and I know that's none of you guys, so, because we will hunt you down. I know your number. I know where you live. I have people. I have people. And believe me, I will. Just ask others who, who have met my hunting down. Whew. I mean it. But there's a unity that's going to be required of us. There's a unity in the spirit, the unity in truth. You know, John uh, 4, 23, 24 has always been my stand on when I got that vision is the day is coming where we will worship in spirit and truth because that's what the father wants. And that's where we're going. We're moving into the worshiping in spirit and truth. We're moving in to be united as one. And it doesn't mean we have my Kleenex. I'm just going to grab a Kleenex. It doesn't mean that we're all going to agree on everything. But what it means is we're not going to fight about it. And what it means is we're not going to be divided over it. We're going to be unified in the spirit and in truth. So that's going to be a, a big part of it. Um, I want to read a scripture. It's Luke 5. I don't think I gave you this, Kevin, but I just decided to read it earlier. It's Luke 5, and I just want to talk about it for a minute. I don't know, guys. Is this resonating with you? I, fe I felt like that it's something that God has already deposited into us, and then there's just becoming, uh, you know, it, there's momentum on it now. It's, it's the time is now. It's like that, that word I read about wealth. You know, we got that word. We got the word from Gene five years ago. We, but God is saying the oil's on it now. It's right now. So uh, Luke 5, verse 4. So Simon and them have been out fishing all night, didn't get anything. Jesus comes and uh, we'll start in verse 4. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have told all night and not and caught nothing. 
I think that that's what we have to give up. God, we've done this. We've prayed for healing. God, we prayed for breakthrough. We prayed for our kids. We prayed for our government. We've, we've, cut, we've got nothing. We've got nothing. And God is saying, the word for this year was, out of John 15, the word was to ask the Father in my name, and he will give you what you've asked for. All the tolling, all the prayers, all the declarations, all these things that sometimes you just get tired of saying. Sometimes I just get tired of saying. I, I had a good talking to with the Lord this week, too. He just loves it, you know, because he knows my heart. But, you know, I, I definitely have some I have put a demand on what his word said to see it manifest in what he's promised. And but I feel like the Lord is saying, I understand your weariness. I understand even your discouragement and disappointment and maybe even where you've given up. But I am here to fulfill what I have promised. And this is a season. This is a time. This birthing will bring forth things that you haven't even asked for. You didn't even know were possible. And just like Peter says, he says, we've told all night and caught nothing. And you know that there was a, I don't even know what the right word is. You know, we've caught nothing. Okay, I'm an expert at this. We've caught nothing. And you are. <laughs> and we know who the living God is, but you know, there's just some, some fighting we've done but he said nevertheless at your word I will let down the net and there is a, a time that we are in right now where God is asking you to do things that you've already done and you may have done it a hundred times you may have done it a thousand times you've cried you've declared you've ignored but God's saying let down your net let down your guard let down your disappointments. Let, let it all down. Let it all go. And watch my promises fill the net. At your word, Lord. And when this was, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Can you imagine having so much that the Lord has given you, you cannot contain it? That is what he's promised us. Immeasurably more than we could ever imagine or dream. Abundantly more. That's what he's promised us. Can you imagine trying to get those fish to the market? But here's, here's a key part of it. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. They could not do it by themselves. They had to have the people with them. This cannot be done by two of us or five of us. It has to be done by all of us. And like I said, it, it's going to take a commitment and it's going to cost all of us. It is a sacrifice that will cost us and it will be worth it. And if you think about it, I mean, just think about the big picture of it. Just think that we're going to birth something that will change history for the kingdom of God. 
And I, like I said, I don't even know what that means, but I know what God said. And uh, okay, I just feel like you need to know this is not a prophetic word. This is an assignment that God has given us. The same way Nehemiah was, was given the anointing to build the wall. This is what God has given us. So, like I said, it's going to cost us all. And we've got to make the decision that we're going to give up whatever God's calling us to give up. We're going to ask God to make time for us to do what he's called us to do. We're going to make room for him. Uh, we may sleep less. We may sleep more. We may have less activities. We may have more. Uh, but he is going to help you do what he's called you to do. He's going to help you. And for me, I feel like my charge to you is I need you. God put us together for a reason. God knitted our hearts together for a reason. He has you here for a reason. And the reason is because you are purposed for the assignment that he has for us right now. And you carry a piece that will be missing if you're not here. So, I need you. And we all need each other. And like I said, I'll send out little bullet points kind of activating. Respond to me. If you're not on our mailing list, fill out a little card and we'll get you on our mailing list. It will, it, this is just going to go to our gathering family and our uh, gathering web church family. Um, I believe that God will have more people move here from other states, other nations to help us. But right now we are uh, ground zero and we are preparing we I mean I believe he's already prepared us but we are stepping into a greater margin that he has for us so I'm just asking you when we're here web church people I want you to be online I want you guys to come um like I said the outpourings this Friday night um and I want to tell you about you know it's interesting because I want to go back to the teens for a minute Prophetic night is an outreach for us. 60%, 70% of the people who come are for somewhere else. And what I realized, God began talking to me about this. It is not just a prophetic opportunity for the people, but it is a ministry opportunity for those who come. Uh, there were people here who have never had a prophetic word. Uh, I believe there were people here who weren't saved. And I know there were people here that needed deliverance. But somehow I could not quite get that assimilated into my mind while we're trying to go through 59 people. It was hard because um, you can see, uh, you know, this one needed to deliver. And, and then Gina was here and she was like, well, that one was manifesting. And I'm like, uh, by myself, I could not facilitate everything that was going on. 
And that's the reason I need you. I need people who can come to prophetic night, whether they need a word or not and minister and help us. It's funny. I felt like prophetic night has always been a clean, simple, you get a prophetic word and we're gone. I believe it's going to be a clean, simple, you get a prophetic word and then you get healed, saved and delivered while you're here. And like I said, I can't do it by myself. And, and frankly, I could not, you know, I could see these things popping up. And then afterwards, we did a little debrief with some of the team. And they were saying this was happening, that was happening. And then someone in the audience, you know. But we've got to figure out how to have um, all hands on deck to be able to facilitate what needs to happen in the house. And it was interesting. I'm going to go back to the kids. Um, those kids, I know about half of them needed saved. But like I said, I, I just couldn't quite get to them. One of them was manifesting. Um, and all I can say is the debrief with God afterwards showed me what needed to happen. But I didn't have it at the time we were doing prophetic night. And God said, you have got to prep. So when these people come in, yes, they sense the presence of God. Yes, they get a prophetic word. But many of them need ministry. They need healing. They need deliverance. They need salvation. And you've got to be prepared to offer that to them and a prophetic word. I'm like, there were 59 people here, God. So I, I'm just asking you, I, I'm asking you to come help us when we're open. Uh, come soak with us on Friday night. Come, let us build uh, not just an experience, but a momentum together as a family, as one in Christ with an assignment that's going to transform not only our region, but our state and our nation. And I believe that that is part of what we're called to. And like I said, it's, it's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be a sacrifice. But this spiritual fine tuning that we're going through in the beginning part of this, it will not only break our will, but it will empower us at a whole expanded level for what God has for us. And it's, it's uh, ginormous. I don't even have the right word for it. it it's just big. It's just big. Uh, I want to read something. Um, you know, God had given me the word that there's going to be a new fire for this year. And um, then I came across this book called The Fire That Never Sleeps. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll read it. I read it while I was on sabbatical. And it says, um, now, they call it revival because they're talking about what happened in another season. But I don't feel like we should call it revival. I feel like it's a, we're birthing a movement. That's what we're going to call it. Until God redefines it or calls it something else, that's what we're going to call it. But it says it's a season of unusual divine visitations. That's what we're going to encounter. And it's going to be uncomfortable for some of us. And it'll be uncomfortable probably for all of us. Resulting in deep repentance, supernatural renewal, reformation in the church, which is what we're doing. I am talking about in the church that's going to transform from the inside out. With radical conversion of sinners in the world. That's what I'm talking about. Along with producing moral, social, and even economic change in the local and national communities. That's what we're talking about. That's what we've been talking about for years. But God is giving us the fire. He's given us the anointing. He's given us the 
mandate right now that this is it. We've stoked it. We've worshiped. We've declared. We've prayed. But God said, I've lit the match. I've started the line. You know how you pour the gasoline line and you start the line? I don't know if it really works that easily, but he started the line and the flame is going and it will increase through all of us. We are going to be a ball of fire for God. Amen. And uh, I read that thing about uh, Wesley, um, but we're all going to be set on fire and people are going to come and watch us burn in our offices, in our stores, in our neighborhoods, in our family. And it's not going to be a arm wrestling time with the people we encounter. They're going to be so awestruck by God that just like in Acts, it says, how do we do? What do we do? How do we get saved? What do we do? Just tell us what to do and that's what we'll do. And that's, that's what God has, has prepped us for. That's what he's prepped us for. So the scripture out of Romans, I want to read. It says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. And I'm going to tell you right now, We'll have times of trouble, but we got each other and the Lord is with us. Well, one, one morning it was pitch black and all I saw was this light kind of going across the beach. I was like, oh, a vision. No, it was a guy running that had a flashlight. You know, I got so excited, but uh, because I couldn't see him. All I saw was the light. But when I saw the light and I realized it was a guy, he, God said, follow me. The path will be clear. The path will be clear. So for all of us, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, um, I'm really asking for a commitment today. And um, I need everybody to be all in. And, you know, we can say we're all in and God will show us what all in means. We don't have to know what all in means. We don't have to know if I need to cancel my two o'clock tomorrow because God will show us. He'll show us what all in means. He'll show us what it means to our jobs, to our families, to our neighborhoods. He'll show us what it means to our prayer life, to our worship. He'll show us. So we don't have to worry about the details because I don't have all the details for us. I have lots more. We'll start part two out of 50 next week, but I don't know. But I do have enough to know that this is the word of the Lord over our house. And um, I'm asking you, to commit to the word of the Lord over our house. So that is my story and I'm sticking to it. But I'm telling you guys, we're going to have fun. We're going to be filled with nervous energy as the Lord shows up and displays his glory. We're going to, we're going to be prepared for when the teens come in, we're going to know what to do. We're going to be prepared when God brings in people that have never experienced God to know how to minister to them, to know how to bring them into wholeness and salvation and a born again experience with God. We're, we're going to know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and uh, what form 
he wants to take. The forms of the past may not be the forms of the future. And we just need to know that, you know, I've got 20,000 tools in my toolkit. But it's the 20,001 he wants to use that I've never used before. So uh, we just, it's a super flex. But it's super committed. And it's about righteousness, holiness, purity, and worship. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.